If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen, and I'm here with Jill. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Jill. I have a problem for you to solve today. Hi, Colleen. Uh, (laughs) Hi. Oh, great. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Uh, Let's see. How can I present this to you? Okay. Something that I experience frequently when I go into classrooms, and you you tell me if you see this too, is that classrooms don't have enough board space anymore. Do you think that that is a, do you mm. think that that is true? Or do you, in classrooms that you visit everywhere, you think that there is adequate board space for everybody to use? I think it's always a challenge to try to figure out how to work around that. Like whether, I mean, I still have some, some classrooms in my school that have chalk, like actual chalk boards. And so I think there's, I think there's a lot of classrooms though that have innovative ways around Mm -hmm. it. So I'm hoping that's what you're going to get to is that there's other ways uh, for kids and adults to be able to get their thoughts out in front of everybody. Yeah. That's a, um, that, that's the challenge that we're going to tackle today. So sometimes when I go into classrooms, um, I see like half of the board space, whether it's a chalkboard or usually it's a whiteboard anymore. So half the board space is covered with calendars, Mm -hmm. schedules, the mission statement is posted, the class jobs, you know, but the the half of the whiteboard has been replaced by a whiteboard or, you know, a screen of some sort. So I can't, I just personally can't imagine trying to teach without board space because I used it a lot. So like I have a memory of visiting a classroom. This was probably seven or eight years ago and it was a middle school math classroom. And there were, it was the greatest space because there were three walls of board space. And this was a big class. There probably had to be 28 to 30 kids in the class. And when I went into this classroom, the teacher was standing in the middle of the classroom and every single kid in the room was up at a board. And they were doing math. They were solving problems. They would talk to each other. If they got stuck, they would call her over. She was like talking to the students from behind them, but watching all of the work that all the students were doing. She called it, she called it math 360. It could be called math in the round. (laughs) But the best part about it was that everybody was engaged. Everybody was working and everybody was on their feet and she could see what everyone was doing. Have you ever seen anything like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. I remember when teaching math, I could fit about eight people at a spot on the board at a time. And so trying to figure out what the rest of the class was going to do while eight people were thinking out loud, it was really important because you need to be able to talk about math and look at the math and then pause and everyone look at these problems and what went wrong. And so it has to be visual, like standing at a board. Um, So I totally get it from a math point of view. Well, and I used it for ELA too, because I always had kids up at the board, whether it was especially junior high, maybe not as much in high school, but especially in junior high when they were working on language and, um, you know, solving, um, correcting sentence errors and diagramming sentences and things of that nature. So I always like to have kids up at the board Mm -hmm. too. So I think, you know, in just about every subject, you can figure out a way to, to use your board space effectively. But Mm -hmm. I was recently talking with a couple of teachers who were trying to solve this problem of not having enough board space themselves. And they had a couple of good ideas. So before I launch into their ideas, do you have anything that you want to share that's like a, a recent innovation in ways that teachers can um, allow every student to be participating and working where the teacher can see what they're doing when they don't have enough board space to put everybody up at the board? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, one of my favorites, and I think because kids love it, is having the um, t- the table-sized whiteboards. So you do your problem with your dry erase marker at your seat, and then you hold up your board. <laughs> so you can at least then display those sets around. They're not cheap, but um, they're worth it if you don't have more wall space. Yeah, that's actually one of the things. I just bought a set of whiteboards this year to use in trainings because it's you know just another way for people to be able to engage in the conversation without everybody talking at once, especially if you have a larger group of people. So I love mm-hmm. that idea in the classroom. And I got a couple of suggestions from teachers that I was talking to recently. So I'm going to start with Sandy Santana. She is a junior high English language arts teacher at Santa Cruz Catholic School in Buda, Texas. She talked about the whiteboard tabletops. I love whiteboard tables for kids to be able to sit around, um, for a teacher to be able to sit and do small group and they can, you know, work on the, um, work on the problems or, you know, do what they're doing right there on the whiteboard table. But there are also Mm -hmm. whiteboard desks now with the, with the, yeah, with the regular whiteboards that kids can write on, then they can hold them up. So I like the flexibility of having whiteboards Mm. that kids can hold up, but a whiteboard desk and a whiteboard table is a way that kids can work on um, problems and the teacher can walk around and see what they're doing. And it's, it's different than just writing on a piece of paper, right? So that was um, a great suggestion from her. And then as we were in the middle of that conversation, another teacher chimed in and she said, did you know that there's dry erase contact paper that you can put on anything? Did you, I did not know this. Did you know this? Oh, (laughs) no, I didn't know that. (laughs) That sounds awesome. That's, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So you could put this whiteboard contact paper on, I mean, anything, put it over a, um, a a bulletin board. If you're not using a bulletin board, you can put it on desktops. You can put it on whatever you want. And I, I actually Hmm. looked it up. I was able to find it online and it's not expensive and it's a really, um, cost-effective solution to this because not everybody has the resources to be able to buy whiteboard desks and whiteboard tables. They're very expensive. So 
Right. And so is chart paper. So let's, you know, those giant, giant, like uh, post-it or sticky note backed mm-hmm. uh, white papers are really expensive or finding like butcher paper from a volunteer parent who's willing to buy rolls of that butcher paper. Like that's all very expensive um, to use. It's good. Okay. So I will say though, the dry erase thing has its drawbacks because sometimes you want to hold that thinking. So I guess, I guess in mm. modern world, you just take a picture. Mm, so yeah. if you don't want to lose the thought, you just take a photo and, and upload it into your LMS or wherever you put all of your student files. But I think um, sometimes you just get halfway through something really important. And so you want it on paper. So um, I like these ideas because it's you can just reuse them and you're not throwing away a bunch of paper at the end of the lesson. Yeah. I didn't even think about using the chart paper for regular classroom teaching like that. Ooh, oh, you yeah. go through a lot mm-hmm. of paper. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Think of all the anchor charts. Think oh. about a first or second grade, like all the anchor charts. Yeah. You can like, by the end of the year, you have walls filled with uh, giant <laughs> chart paper. So absolutely. Yeah. But it is expensive and your school may or may not have that at your disposal. So, okay. So then I got another suggestion and this suggestion came from Michael Martini, who is a middle school math teacher at St. Pius in Chicago. And he was, I was actually in his classroom with him just looking at the space. And he said, you know, I I don't love that. I don't have enough board space. And a lot of, he said, a lot of his students don't like to be up at the board. There's something that's intimidating to them about being Mm. in the front of the room, writing, you know, writing the, the problem in front of everyone. So he remedied that situation this year by purchasing a couple of standing like whiteboards, it looks like a, um, you know, like a triangle. So it has a whiteboard on each side of it and you can move it around the room. Can you picture that? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So it's a, so it would be a standing thing and you can have a student on each side of it or a couple of students on each side of it mm-hmm. working on problems. And he said he put those, he was going to put those around the classroom in, you know, different spaces. So you could have people up at the front of the room on the board, but then you also have these standing whiteboards where kids can just get out of their desk and stand right next to their desk and do it. And it's much less intimidating than being in front of the room. I really liked that suggestion. That's great. Great ideas today. Great ideas today. And so I think, um, you know, shout out to both of these schools for really creative problem solving. That's what it's all about. But um, I think we are at the end of our time. So that is the bell. (sighs) Thanks for the energy boost. We always love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk more about great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.